And we are very excited to welcome the lead singer of Semi Precious Weapons, Justin Tranter, to Outspoken. Justin, you are on the air. Are you there? I am here. How are you? We are great. Thank you so much for taking time for us today. I know you're a very busy man. I do what I can. I do what I can. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I think you're actually, are you, you're down in L.A., right? Yes, I'm in Los City of the Angels, darling. Oh, right. that's right. And you guys, Beautiful. you recent, what, the, the, in the last few years, you've just been like a recent transplant. Yeah, it's been like about two years permanently, but, you know, when we started touring so much, um, ever since like 2009, mm-hmm. um, you know, we kind of, whenever there was a, a, a break in the tour, we would come to L.A. because, you know, the whole music business is here. Right. So, you know, we had, none of us have had apartments in New York since 2009. Oh, wow. So, so it has been a... We're only, permanently, we're only permanently in L.A. for the last two years. Um, we've been, you know, we haven't lived in New York for a long fucking time. Sure, oh, long, sure. long time. Sorry. Right, right. <laughs> so one of the things is, you know, we've been, we played Aviation High earlier on the show, and we definitely are having a good time kind of introducing people that maybe don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we want a lot more people to know about semi-precious we- weapons up here in the Northwest. Um, Aviation, well, an am- oh, definitely. Aviation mm-hmm. High, an amazing song. But, you know, and the pe- video, even oh, better. Oh, I'm dying. Fabulous. I will admit I'm obsessed. Thank you. <laughs> but I have to say, everybody, you know, it's notorious. Everybody says uh, when people start having more and more success, oh, overnight, as if it was. You have, you guys have been working hard, and your career really has been on track since you went to Berkeley. I mean, before that, you were in a school of the arts, I believe, when you were growing up. This has been your life in the making, correct? Oh yeah, this is this has been a, a long, long time. Ever when I was a kid, I was a, a very serious tennis player. Okay. And then um, uh. I saw the um, the Fleetwood Mac reunion uh. on VH1, The Dance. Oh yes. And mm-hmm. ever since that moment, it's been over. And all I've wanted <laughs> to do is make music. So since I was like fifteen, this has been. You know, I went to art high school, and then I went to music college, which is where I met the guys in the band and then we moved to new york so this has been years and years and years in the making and speaking of you all of y'all in the band uh, at least the original four uh were at berkeley together is that correct the the the, the um the, yeah, there was a you know another guitar player for the first like year of the band but the mm-hmm. guitar player that you know been in the band the, the whole time that anyone ever knew who we were we all met at Berkeley together. The four of us oh, met wow. like the first day of college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we definitely uh, want to give shout out to your bandmates. I believe it's Cole Whittle, uh, Dan Crean, and is it Stevie Pine? Do I yeah, say that right? Stevie oh, Pine, good. Okay. You got it for the like, first time. I am yep. notoriously not good at pronouncing people's names. So. <laughs> you did. You did. You did wonderfully. Sure. So when okay, so when you guys all met together, what was I mean, what was the first thing you did? Like you got together, you're like, let's do a garage band or let's let's get together and play music. What was what was the process yeah, of actually, getting together it, and making a band? Yeah, it took a while. You know, yeah. we um we all made you know, when I first got to school all I wanted to be was like the male Ani DeFranco. That's like all I wanted. Oh. <laughs> Something very yeah, good very goal. Very political. Yeah, yeah. Like extremely uh, controversial queer material. Right. Um, that's all I wanted to do. They were in a jazz, like an experimental jazz trio together, the three of them. Oh, wow. Um, and the bass player, Cole, he played in my solo project. And so when I moved to New York, um, Cole and I were the first to move to New York. He mm-hmm. was playing in the Big Apple Circus, and I was just like working in jewelry stores. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And he was still playing on my solo project, but then when the other guys moved down to New York, we decided to start a band. 
and kind of sort of band based around what we felt like New York was missing. You know, when I got to New York, I thought it was going to be, you know, I thought all the girls would still want to be Debbie Harry, but all the right. girls wanted to be Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, which yeah. she's fabulous. It's just, right. it's just a very different, it's a very different vibe than I was yeah. expecting. So we kind of started the band out of the, of the, right, like, the right. song, like the crazy, glamorous nightlife band based in the tradition of Max's Kansas City and CBGB's, and um, that's kind of what it was born out of, and it just, people in New York just really took to it, and it kind of, all of a sudden, this thing that was just kind of for fun became very, very real. Um, pretty quickly, in New York, at least, it became very real. So here well, we are now. We've been a band since 2007. So Right, and that's great. And getting more and more exposure and getting a lot of the respect you guys have definitely worked hard and deserve. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, you mentioned New York and uh, being there, and I know you were there before Gaga was Gaga. Um, right. Being part of that music scene. And then I know in some interviews you mentioned, like when you made the transition to L.A., that New York didn't have an alternative radio scene, and you and you no. were like, and that's, it's New York. That's a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you find that anything has changed? I know you guys are more L.A. based now, but do you have uh, uh, feelers in New York to kind of understand the scene? Has it changed? Oh, yeah. I was just there. Um, my publisher brought me out for a writing trip. I'm, I'm spending you know, the majority of my days now writing songs for other people, which is just going so amazing, and I'm mm-hmm. so grateful. It's, it's insane. Um, so I just went for a writing trip to New York, and... Um, it was, of course, it was lovely and it was amazing, and to see my friends was so great. But it's a, just a different place. It's so, um, you know, just the people you sure. see out and everything. It's just yeah, a yeah. very, very different New York City than even. You know, I moved there in two thousand one, and so I can only imagine the people that have been living there since the eighties. Right. You know, fucking who knows their whole wow. life since the sixties, whatever. It's just you know, it's definitely um, sort of what New York. Actually, this is not my quote. It's Moby's quote. It's, mm-hmm. um, I was at a performance and Moby was there and he and I were talking about, you know, because he's an L.A. transplant as well. Right. And we were talking about, you know, he's like, well, New York has kind of become the thing to prove your worth is what do you have, not what do you do. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, New York is very much based in money, mm-hmm. whereas in L.A., even though some of these things can lead to money, it's right. like, what are you, what do you do? Are you making something? Are you creating something? Where in New York, it's like, what do you own? You know, okay. it's very different. Right. So it's not on the art. Yeah, it's not, it's not on the art itself. Exactly. There's, sure. You know, it's not the same. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's still amazing, amazing things happening right. in New York, yeah, but yeah. The, the focus of, of pride has changed. The pride is in what you own, not what you make. Right, right. right. Well, that's, that's very interesting, huh? Um, going back to New York, and Jonathan mentioned Gaga. I'm very interested about that. I mean, you guys have opened for each other. Uh, you guys have a relationship. What was that? You you met her. What was that like? Yeah, when she you opened first... for you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, fact. when you first met her, what was? I mean, she was Did not you Gaga know? yet. Yeah. Talk Did to you us have about any that. idea that she was going to explode into where she's been? And you know, I love that she gave back because she opened for you, and mm-hmm. then you guys got to open for her for two years. You know, a two week gig that ended up being two years. Um, yeah. How, did insane. you know it was going to happen? Well, you know, it was, it was just, she was just a huge, huge fan of the band. Yeah. Um, you know, as I said earlier, we were very lucky to kind of get, you know, success in New York pretty quickly. You know, like um, in 2007, we were, you know, the, voted the best band in New York by the Village Voice Readers poll. And, right. um, you know, so we had a, a pretty rabid fan base in New York pretty quickly. And Gaga was one of those fans. And sure. um, then it just turned out that our, our mutual friend, Lady Starlight, was like, oh, you know, that, you know, that girl. Staff that comes to see you all the time. Yeah, she's yeah, actually also, yeah, yeah. She's an amazing performer, 
we should check her stuff out. So I checked her out on MySpace because it was 2007, and that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, right. <laughs> and, you know, it kind of had a very similar, uh, um, musically very different than our band, but aesthetically very similar, where you could tell this girl is a trained musician, right. but um, yeah. she's also giving you a show. And at the time, there was no budget, obviously, for her, so her show was very different. Mm-hmm. She was laying hair mm-hmm. and fire and breaking disco balls. and right. But it was yeah. the same sort of thing, like this, over-the-top show, over-the-top fashion, but based in, in educated musicality. And so, right. like, oh, yeah, let's have that bitch open. Right, and She yeah, got right. so drunk, she, like, she left her keyboard stand at the club. She left one shoe at the club. Yeah. Um, and then she performed, opened up for her again, and the same thing happened. You know, she got so drunk, she, like, there's actually a couple great pictures from that, from that, the second one. Sure. And so she was always so amazing and so fabulous, but she was just this total, total party girl. Right, and yeah. I mean, the, the, the talent was always very apparent, but um, to then see her move to L.A. and work so hard and do all these amazing, mm-hmm. amazing things, um, it was definitely a, a kind of a... The, the talent wasn't a surprise to us, because that's why we had her open for us, because she was right. so fucking good. But sure. the fact that I was like, wait, how is this, how is this like party girl getting through like you know 30 shows in 20 days? You know, How is she doing this? Um, but when, you know, once things started happening for her, she just buckled down and worked yeah. harder than anyone I've ever seen. Yeah. And now, obviously, you know, the it's, story we all know. It worked out. Well, and what's uh, fascinating, you talk about the way she puts on a show. You are known, Semi Precious Weapons is known to put on a show. Quite a show, Daddy. Yeah. Quite a show. Right, yeah. quite a show. <laughs> and you are so good at interacting with your audience. That's what's fascinating. So you, I feel like there's this, there is a similarity between the two of you in that I don't know if that was the New York scene that did that, if that's just the personality that you naturally bring. Yeah. But well, you it's more do than just put the music. on a show, yeah. you can feel the music mm-hmm. when you're up there, and you're really good at making a personal connection with mm-hmm. your audience. Thank you. I pre- you know, we just, we, uh, we're, I just, it's like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a, it definitely wasn't, we were the two weirdos in the New York scene. Like, it wasn't a New York scene that built that, because everything else at the time was very much a hipster band that stared at their shoes. Yeah. And that was, like, the best way to do a show. Right. So I think you know, that's why we just kind of gravitated to each other and found each other. Um, and, you know, I think with both of us, we, we love the connection with the audience, because we're both just so grateful. We can't believe that, right. you know, we're still, the mm-hmm. mentality of, like, fighting mm-hmm. to get people to come to a show is still, it's, you know, isn't that many years away. You know, that right. wasn't that long ago right. that the both of us were, like, on the street, hanging up flyers, pounding the payment, making sure people were coming to shows. So I think we're both still just so grateful for that, that the connection with the audience is just very genuine because, you know, a lot of people that may be amazingly talented, you know, through family connections or through a friend of a friend, they end up with a record deal and their first show ever is performing after they've mm-hmm. already had a hit song. Sure, right. Uh, that happens all the time. Even in the alternative band world, there's bands that their first show is, after they've already had a hit at alternative mm-hmm. radio, sure. and so I think sure, you know sure. people like me and Gaga that have been doing it our whole lives. It's, it's the, the connection with the fans is there because we're just grateful because we spent so long fighting for them. You know, right? And I think it also helps. Um, I know you. Uh, speaking of busy, I know you have something coming up really quick uh, right after our show. So we do want to yeah. uh, wrap it up and thank you. But I do want to say what I, I encourage everyone is you're you're still so passionate about what you're doing. And it shows in that, you know, both you and Gaga, you guys are songwriters. And the way you craft words, I think, is the first thing that drew me to Aviation High. And the music is such a good vehicle. But I love that you are right. Writing is such a part of you that not only do it, you do it for your great semi-precious weapons, but you do it for other artists. And I think that helps keep you grounded to 
the experience, which is what music is for all of us, is the experience. Totally. Tells, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think... I agree 100%. And I have to tell you, both Sergey and I, thank you so much for doing Outspoken. Um, we appreciate it so much. And uh, we're going to continue to play your music throughout the rest of our hour here. Yes. And uh, we'll put Amazing. up and, and we'll put up all one, the links to your One sites more thing sure. before you go. We, we ask all of our guests to do this. And can you say your name and then listen to Outspoken on KYRS? Does, so we can I use that later? I would love to. Okay, oh, perfect. On, on, KY, on KY... RS. Yes, KYRS. RS. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hi, this is Justin from Sending Precious Weapons, and you're listening to Outspoken on KYRS. You are Thank wonderful. You so Thank much. you so much for taking time of out of your busy schedule. We will talk the hell out of you until you have Thank all you of the Northwest. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's our pleasure Thank to support you. you guys. Thank you so much. And have a good one. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks, Justin. You too. Bye, guys.